Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. My name is Lamar Hurd, and this is Season Opener. Today on the podcast, we have a guest coming out from Georgia. That's where he was born and raised, but he now plays football at Duke University. So we're going to talk about the in-between time of both of those experiences and how he went from one to the next, which also included a little bit of time in track and field in high school. So he could have done a few different things. Joining me today is Nate Vale. Uh, Nate, I, I, you and I off camera, we were just talking a little bit uh, about the, the tough game y'all just had yesterday so i'm Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just start there nate because sometimes i know it's it's easy to get if it's any frustrations if it's if it's anything that's running through your head about the game yesterday as you're a redshirt freshman at duke right now you're playing the rival unc they get y'all by three what was what was that experience like you know it was tough like just having the rivalry the atmosphere and everything Mm -hmm. you know it it sucks that we didn't get the outcome we wanted but we're next team mentality. We got Miami next week, so we're looking forward to that, going down there and winning. Okay, okay. All right, Nate, I just wanted to get that out the way. Normally, when we start the podcast, we start from, from scratch, from when you were a kid, your love of football, how you got to where you are today. But I know when it's a rivalry game, especially Duke and UNC at that, I just wanted to get that out yeah. the way. All right, so, so I appreciate that answer. So, Nate – Kick us off a little bit, please. Let let me know, how did you develop uh, the passion for football? What are some of your earliest memories um, of, of, of playing the game and falling in love with it? Uh, I think it's probably started with my dad. My dad played Morehouse Brown College. Um, he played growing up, so I think he kind of instilled football and sports in me when I was young. And my brother also started playing early, so I kind of followed behind him. And as I went through the game early on, um, I kind of just developed a love for the game, love for competing, um, everything the game teaches you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's opened up a lot of doors for me, um, a lot of a lot of opportunities for me. So I'm so thankful for the game, being able to play it. I'm glad you mentioned everything the game teaches you. What are some of those things you feel like uh, football has taught you throughout your life? Uh, it teaches you how to work with a whole bunch of people. You know, most rosters are like 60, 70 plus people. So it teaches you how to work with a lot of people. It teaches you how to take instruction. Um, it teaches you how to get hit and get back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it teaches you to hold not only yourself accountable, but your teammates as well. Mm-hmm. So it teaches you a lot about how to be a man, um, handle your business. And I think football makes a lot of people successful too. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. We're going to talk a little bit about some of those things that it may have helped you in your time at Duke uh, so far. But first, I I want to kind of build up to that point in time in your life. So I know you went to high school in Georgia. Did now, are you born and raised in Georgia? Yes, sir. I I was born in Georgia. I lived in um, Cobb County, Marietta area. Mm -hmm. It's kind of Metro Atlanta up North. And uh, I lived there my whole life. I went to Harrison high school. Um, yeah, I, I basically stayed in the same area my whole life. So it was yes, good. Yeah. Yes. So what, when did you first realize that you were really good at football 
and that it could possibly turn into something long term for you? Um, I'd say at first, like during peewee ball, I was just playing to have fun. Really, mm -hmm. I wasn't really thinking later on about college and whatnot. But I say once I got to middle school, that's when I started looking at um, high school. While I was in middle school, Justin Fields was actually at Harrison High School. We both went to the oh, same wow. high school. So, um, you know, I have a pretty good relationship with him. My dad and his dad are pretty close. So it's good to uh, – at that point, I just kind of realized how many doors football could open up. And that's when I started really grinding to mm. you know, open up those doors for myself. And so I say that's probably when I realized that I was good that's, at football and I had a future with it. That's interesting. You say that timeline because I actually just talked to Ashlyn Jackson as well. And she mentioned that for her, um, even though she became a McDonald's All-American, it was around middle school time when she realized not only how good she is, but she got her first offer. And that's what kind of cemented her into that chase. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to ask you this because similar to Ashlyn who played multiple sports, I know you, you were also good at track and field, right? Like you, uh, you I only, you only, I did, um, I did track and field, but I did, I did throwing events for one year. My, uh, actually my old line coach asked me to try out my uh, junior year because okay. they were running low on people. Okay. And so I threw discus and um I made regions. So it was, I'm it saying was, you were good though. Good. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So mm -hmm. was there any point in your mind that ever thought like, hold up, if I put a little time into this, I could have similar success in this as I am having in football. Yeah, of course. I mean, it was it was fun just to do that because I had a lot of teammates that ran track and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So it was great. It was great to go out and do that, but I already had offers at that point for football, okay. so okay. I wasn't really looking to open up those doors to track and field. But I kind of just tried to, you know, help out my one of my coaches and just help out my school because they were running low on low on um, throwers. So, got you. All right, now two things I want to touch on here, but what you just said just took me a whole different direction because you said your school was running low on some people. Now. I think I looked up the correct school, your school, Harrison High School in Kennesaw, Georgia. Am I correct? Is that yeah. the city? Mm -hmm. Okay. 7A school? Yes, yeah, so recently 7A. Uh, back in 2018-19, I think reported 2,365 students. That school? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How was y'all yes, running low on some on participants? We had a lot of runners, but we didn't have a lot of throwers. Like, uh, okay, especially throwers okay. that could like compete at that 7A level. So, okay, I think that's why okay. he, he recruited me and one of my other teammates, but he played baseball. So, that was a spring sport too. So, he couldn't really gotcha. um, participate. But, you know, he, he kind of just tried to open some doors for some of the guys on the team that um, were, you know, athletic, could bend well, bend their body well in that throwing motion. So, mm. Got you, got mm -hmm. you. Okay, so like I mentioned, I, I I looked up your school. You know, I wanted to see exactly where where was Nate at? Where was he grinding? Where was he doing this work? And mm -hmm. your school, your high school, looks like a college prep campus to me. Like, really? That it? Did did you not feel that way going to it? Like, just look, your the gym y'all have the basketball gym. Yes, the sir. It's pretty new. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that the that's not like the gym's brand new. Man, that's that it's looks two like years it, old. It looks like a little college gym to me. Yeah, that's it's what it big. looks like. Yeah, it's big yeah. for sure. And uh, you know, I I uh, I I work in 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 basketball right now. I work for the Portland Trailblazers, so I'm in arenas 
all the time. I'm a TV analyst. I see all the arenas, the new ones, the old ones. Uh, I, I work for the Pac-12 network, so I do college games as well. Looking mm -hmm. at your high school gym reminded me of some of the gyms I do games in, even just the scene yeah. behind it. So I bring this up. I bring this up because I, I'm, I'm curious to know um, what is it for you, I guess, that kept that uh, grind mentality? Because it's really easy when you are in those types of um, gyms, workout facilities where it's really nice already. It's really easy to get comfortable in that. And almost take your eyes off the prize a little bit of getting to that next level. But somehow you were still able to stay focused, keep working hard. H how did you do that? Was it just your simple love of the game? Um, you know, like, how did you not already feel comfortable in that situation in high school and you just kept going the way you did? No, I definitely think it was my love for the game. You know, I enjoyed okay. I enjoyed playing football. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, when I, like I said, when I got to middle school, I realized that like football could open a bunch of doors for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'd also say that it was the people surround surrounding me that really helped me out. I'd say my um one of my high school coaches, my head coach, he he was my head coach my freshman year and my sophomore year. And then he retired and he was my strength coach my um my junior and my senior year. I say he definitely kept the entire team grounded. You know, mm -hmm. he he's very like old school. He has great principles. He's probably the most consistent person I've ever met. So I'd say wow, that consistency that he had kind of rubbed off on me. And um, I'd say that definitely helped keep me grounded, keep me motivated, and mm. keep me humble for sure. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for explaining that. So um, you are quite humble because um, you have accomplished a lot already. So we're talking about Harrison High School. I know you were listed as the number 59 safety in the entire country by ESPN.com. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was looking, I saw you, you not only playing safety, but you had 10 kickoffs for 181 yards. Um, 23 carries for 128 yards. So it's not like you're just, you know, kind of a one trick pony. You, you all over the place. So mm -hmm. I know you don't just get there by coincidence. You don't get there by a little bit of work. It was a lifestyle commitment. What was, what was that lifestyle commitment like for you to become the student athlete you are today? What are some of the things you have to sacrifice along your way to get where you are now? I'd say, the biggest sacrifice playing football, being like a student athlete, is your time. You got to be able to manage your time. You know, there's many nights where I'd have workouts after school, but also I have homework. So I had to just really manage my time, be able to keep up good grades, you know, so that you could get looked at by colleges, but also be able to train. You know, you got to be able to train. You got to be able to eat. You got to be able to work out, all that stuff. So managing your times was was very, very crucial. I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So after you did all that you did in high school, including a state championship as a sophomore, mm -hmm. you get to the point where it's time to, to go to college. You got your offers. How do you ultimately land on Duke as your choice? Um, I took three visits. I went to Georgia Tech, Nebraska and Duke. Okay. Um, I, had, I think I had 21 offers total. 
But for me, the biggest thing was I wanted to play at a good school, surround myself with great coaches, great people, and then also good academics so that if football doesn't work out, I have something to fall back on. Um, now, I'm majoring in economics here, mm. so I was very interested in that too. So I'd say I'd say um, definitely the people, the coaches that were here, even though we just had recently had a coaching change, Duke all around has great people. Um, everybody wants to help everybody and um, also great academics. You know, it's like a worldwide worldwide mm-hmm. brand mm-hmm. anywhere you go and you're wearing that Duke D on your, on, on anything. It's recognizable. Yep. And people, you know, people look at you different. So I'd say all of that combined helped make my decision. Is there any pressure with that? With people looking at you different? Cause they know you, Hey, you, you do blue devil. We have a certain expectation for you. Is there pressure that comes along with that? I don't think so. I think you just kind of got to live it. You know, if you got here, you're obviously doing something right. So you just got to continue doing what you were doing before. And, um, don't let, don't just don't let that get in your head. Really. I agree with you, but how is it so easy for you? Cause a lot of people struggle with that, especially in this day and age where social media is, is mm-hmm. part of the equation. You got people, as soon as you finish a game, probably tweeting at you, IG and you DM and this, blah, blah, blah. So how is it so easy for you? I think it's consistency, just doing, doing your homework, being where you have to be at the right time. You know, as an athlete, you you have so many things that you have to do, whether it's tutoring, mentoring, study hall, all, all kinds of things. So I'd say consistency and doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And also just trusting in yourself that you're doing the right things. And there's so many, there's so many people here that also just help you that support you. You know, my advisor, I've had two advisors here. They've been great along my process and, I've only been here for a semester and a half. So wow. I'd say I'd say all of that. Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of took me down a road I wanted to go because a lot of young people will say, I want to be a student athlete one day. I want a D1 scholarship. They'll tell you everything they want. But what mm-hmm. they maybe don't want and they don't realize it yet is they don't want everything that comes along with it. That yeah. schedule you just talked about. So can you please... Um, Talk to me about what does a, a the life of a student athlete at a, at an institution like Duke, which mm-hmm. is, as we've established, not a regular school. What does a, a normal day or week look like for you? What are some of those things that when people turn on the TV and they watch on the football field, they have no idea what went into you making it to Saturday to play the yeah. game? What does it look like? Yeah, I think that's important. So, like, yeah. usually... I'm waking up at like 5.45. We usually have practice or not practice, but we usually start like team meetings at about 6.30. We'll meet for like five minutes as a team. Then we'll have special teams for about 30 minutes. Then we'll have position meetings for maybe like an hour. Then we'll go out practice for hour and a half to two and a half hours, depending on the day, so that we can rest our body, rest our legs before the game, just depending on the day. And then after that, we'll have training table. That's from like 12, usually from like 1030 to 12. And then I have I usually have two classes a day, 12 to 115, then 145 to three. Then after that, I meet with my advisor. I have a mentor meeting and then 
the rest of the day is mine. So I usually get done around five o'clock. And between all that, you still have to eat, keep your weight up, hydrate, all that stuff. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Watch to film. Yeah, watch film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's the day starts at five a.m. And then the official part of the schedule ends around 5 p.m. But then the watch and film, the homework, the additional mm-hmm. things still have to take place in the evenings. Yeah, right. Having a life too, being able yeah. to, um, you know, go out, see people, meet people. Because, I mean, you still want to enjoy college. Yeah. yeah. But you have to manage all that. So yeah. it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it is. The thing that's funny to me is you were describing uh, – how long a practice might go depending on uh, the game day. And and so you said, if it's a rest day, you know, we might practice a little shorter. Like, mm-hmm. I think most people would think a rest day means we're not showing up to the, we're not coming to the field. No. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's not an option, right? That's mm-hmm. like, you, no. you got to show up all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's some of the consistency of being at a uh, D1 athlete. Um mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that you are already forward thinking. You mentioned your major in, in economics. You wanted to go to Duke because not only the athletic side of things, uh, being a part of the ACC, but then also worldwide brand. So life after football is mm-hmm. going to be something that, that that will help prepare you for. What are some of those things that you've thought of in terms of life after football? Do you know what you want to do? with your degree or maybe what you might want to get into professionally whenever you're done being a player? Um, I think I want to, I want, I want to do econ just cause I mean, Duke doesn't have a business major, but I really want to start my own real estate business. Ooh. You know, I'm interested in real estate construction, maybe construction management, property development, all that. So okay. all that. Okay. Uh, have you ever thought of, where where you think your life would be if you didn't have sports a part of it? You know, like when you think about the lessons you've learned and think like, what mm-hmm. have you have you thought of what that would even look like, or is it, can you not even imagine it? I can't really imagine it, but I'd like to think I'd like to think I'd still have these opportunities that I'd have more time on my hands to be able to, mm-hmm. of course, focus on school, and I'd hope that I could still open up the doors that I have for myself. But it's 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 something I wouldn't want to think about, really. Yeah, you know, I love yeah. football. I love playing sports. I love being a student athlete. So, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure, I think one of the cool parts about being in in your position, uh, being a student athlete, and it's something that I experienced years ago uh, when I played basketball at Oregon State, um, mm-hmm. is that there's a group of 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 next level for me it was basketball players for you it was football players next level athletes who will be looking up to you, who will listen to you, who will follow in your footsteps. And so um, you made a big decision to go to Duke. So for the next Nate Vale, who says, you know what, I want to I want to try to figure out how to go to college. I want to figure out um, what to what's cool to pick. And I got options, you know, like it's sometimes it's easier to make a decision when you don't have a bunch of options. Somebody like you. You had options of what school you can go to. What what message do you think you might be able to send um, to the next generation of athlete of here's how you make a decision that you can ultimately be comfortable with? Because I know it's really easy for some guys uh, and girls when they make this decision to look back and, and you say, well, what if 
or, you know, I, I don't know if I picked the right spot off top. How did you get to a place where you were able to make a decision that you're now comfortable with? You know, I think I look back on all the programs I've been a part of, like football programs I've been a part of, and every single one of them had um, great standards of how they wanted their players to conduct themselves, not only on the field, but off the field. I think that played a huge part. I played seven on seven. My seven on seven coach, Tony Ballard, he was he was crucial in um I think developing my my uh my skill. Um he had great standards, you know, he wanted us to he wanted us to be the best version of ourselves that we could be. And same with my my um high school coach. Um the way he ran the program, I respected a whole lot. The way he was, I respected a whole lot. My my entire high school coaching staff, I, I still respect a whole lot. Whenever I go home, mm-hmm. I'll go not even not even just to – I don't even have to. I just go and I hang out, whatever they're doing, whether they're lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just go and hang out just because they're great people to be around. I think as I was making my decision, I realized that those those people and those relationships are what made me and gave me those opportunities. So I felt like – the best thing for me was to look for something that was similar mm. and that could carry me into manhood. So that's, I th- I'd say that's why I chose Duke. And that's what I say to people that are um, in a similar position where they have a bunch of options and they're struggling to make the decision. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Yeah, that's a good word, man. That's good stuff right there. Now, you're a DB, and mm-hmm. and I, I like in my experience both when I was in school and then just watching now and observing, I was actually just at a football game yesterday, Oregon state, Washington state, like Mm -hmm. DB's got to have a different level of confidence and just because you on an Island sometimes it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like the, some of the rules are slanted towards protecting the offensive players anyway. So I feel like y'all's job is already harder as it is. So I feel like DB's got to have a certain like personality with them. And not that you don't have it, you just are so calm. You are like, do you <laughs> when you when you on the field, is there just a switch you flip? Yeah, I think everybody has that switch that they flip once they get on the field or once they're okay. you know competing. But I say as a DB, you gotta have some you gotta have some swagger about you. You gotta carry yourself a different way. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like all positions kind of have a different personality. Yeah, yeah. Like we always like if you look at my team, for example, like all the positions, we're all kind of the same. You know, we all love football, but everybody kind of has their own personality. Usually mm-hmm. each position group carries their own, you know, personality. Yeah. So I say yeah. I'd say okay. you gotta have some swagger about you, okay. some confidence. You gotta be yeah. you gotta be a little cocky, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And you're not you're not striking me as that at all, but but you saying when when I need to be, I could tap into mm-hmm. that. You can be both. I think okay. you can be humble. You can be humble about yourself, but you you can know within up yes, here that yes. that you're 
it's sure that dude you got it yes sir yes sir yes sir well as you are in your red shirt freshman year and you know you're there you're watching these games and you know you're still doing all the practice and the film work what are you hoping to gain like what what, what are goals for a a player who is not part of playing the games yet but no know, knows he will be pretty soon you know, for me, I just I just really want to stack days, you know, be con mm. as consistent as I can be and um, really just help my teammates that are playing right now to be the best that they can and in whatever way I can I can. So I'd say really you just got to be. You just got to be humble and selfless and, you know, support your teammates as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, with any guests we have come on this podcast, there's four questions we ask them all as we near the end of the interview. And and I welcome you to elaborate as much as you want to on these questions. Mm -hmm. Keep it as short as you want to. It's your world. I'm following along. All right. So uh the first question I want to ask you is what was the most challenging time in your journey, or what was the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome? The biggest obstacle. Mm -hmm. I'd say COVID. COVID was tough, not only because, you know, the season was kind of cut short. My, my high school season was cut short a little bit. There wasn't mm -hmm. fans or anything. But going into my junior year was kind of like the COVID era. So okay. I couldn't really take those visits. And I couldn't really I, – I didn't feel like I could get the full picture of um, some of the schools that I visited. Yeah. And that was that was really tough. I think it was tough for a lot of a lot of people. So because I know some people didn't even the class above me when I talked to them, mm -hmm. they didn't even some of them didn't even take like official visits where, you know, they get to bring their whole family, you know, the school mm -hmm. pays for everything. So some of mm -hmm. them didn't even get to get to do that. So I wow. think COVID was COVID was COVID was tough. Yeah. Being yeah. I, I want I want to dig into that a little bit more because I didn't realize that was your timeline, your junior year. So, mm -hmm. so how, so then did you get a chance to take a visit to Duke before you committed there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Okay. I did this summer in the summer leading up to my senior year. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what was, what was working out like even during that COVID year for you? Like, was it harder to just stay in yeah. shape and, and um, keep getting better? I mean, for I think for maybe like two months, our we we weren't able to lift with my high school, so I would just lift at my friend's house. Um, wow. So it was it wasn't it wasn't you know that atmosphere that you have lifting with all yeah. your teammates because yeah. you know everybody really supports supports one another and it's just a good atmosphere to lift with your team. But just lifting with two of my two of my teammates, um, I definitely got better and it was good to be able to lift because I know some guys weren't able to. And then also like training wise with um one of my DB coaches, it was kind of it was kind of weird just having to wear a mask, like all yeah. like, having to wear a mask <laughs> outside. Like it was just it was a weird experience. But in Georgia think, at that? Yeah, yeah. I mean Ooh. he he was he was pretty disciplined. I think a lot of people wouldn't have but you know, I was just following what he what he was what he was saying, but it was it was it was a weird time. Yeah, I bet, I bet. But it speaks it speaks to you and your commitment and your uh, discipline to still go out there and go get it. And that goes back to 
some of the sacrifices, some of the things you got to find a way if you really want to get to the level that someone like you is at. So um, great mm-hmm. for you, man. Uh, what does success look like for you? How do you define success? Oh, man, I think. I think success is. Success is knowing that, like, you did everything that you could, whether you come up short or whether you reach reach your goal. I think success is knowing that you did everything you could to mm-hmm. reach your goal. I think that's success. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically putting it all out there and living with the results. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that's How, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How have you changed from the beginning of your journey to now? Um, I think I've matured a lot. I think I've I'm matured in knowing that there's a lot more to the game than me. I think in high school, you're kind of that like star athlete. So you're kind of just you're not selfish, but you're like I mean, you're that dude at your high school in your area. But I think getting getting to college, you kind of get humbled a little bit. You you realize you gotta do more. You realize um, it's it's uh it's more than football. You got to be focused in everything that you do, whether it's class, because whatever you put on film, whatever you put in the grade book, it's it's a representation of you and who you are. So I think yep. that's that's definitely how I've grown. That's a good point. It all matters. Uh, last question for you. Who has had the biggest influence or impact on your life and why? Um, I think my dad has for sure. He's he's probably the most consistent person I've ever met. He's selfless. Um, he'll always do whatever whatever um, he can to support me. Um, He's always there for me. You know, he's taught me to be a man. He's taught me um, what it is to be a man. So I'd say my dad. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. I don't ever let anybody get out of here without allowing them if they have a question for me or anything that you would like to say in general. So is there anything you'd like to add before you get back to that student athlete life at Duke? I just want to ask you about Oregon State because I I had an offer from Oregon State. Oh wow, uh, coach. Okay. I think coach Adams Jonathan Smith. Me, so. Okay, okay. Coach Adams. It's coach yeah, Ad- he's that's a- the defensive coach, right? Mhm. Yeah, okay. He so uh, you- he offered me so I yeah, I, I never ahead. took I'm a sorry. visit or anything. Oh, I never took a visit or anything, but um okay. I I always wanted to go to Oregon Oregon University. Yeah. And Oregon State's pretty close, you know. Yeah. They got all the Nike gear. I've seen the facilities yeah. and everything. So I just want to ask you a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a great experience for me. Um, so I grew up in Texas and I played basketball prior to um, going to Oregon State. I'd never been west of the state of Texas. So mm-hmm. I've been pretty much everywhere east playing in AAU tournaments or whatever. Just I had family in Florida, so I've been east. But when I went to Oregon State for my visit, like Oregon is known as a super rainy place, which it is because it's right by the Pacific Ocean. But mm. when it's when it's nice in Oregon, like when it's sunny outside and, and blue skies, there's like not a nicer part of the country, like straight up. So the day I came out here on my visit, it was like 75 degrees. It was sunny. 
like everything was perfect. So I just had a great visit when I came. And uh, for me in basketball, uh, what appealed to me at the time was uh, really style of play because it used to be the Pac-10 conference. Now it's the Pac-12. And back then, the Pac-10 conference was known for like an uh, up-tempo style of play, uh, you know, athleticism, get, getting up and down the floor. And that's kind of like that catered to my game. So I was in a situation mm -hmm. where I had a few different places, a few different offers. And fortunately, I was going to get playing time right off jump wherever I went. Um, was going to be a starter, most likely. And so it kind of came down to uh, Oregon State, Baylor, and Arkansas at the time. It's kind of the three I was, like, really, really considering like that. Uh, and I just felt like kind of what you said. I, that's why I, I, I loved your answer about the people that you're with. Because on, when I took my visit to Oregon State, I can just tell, like, the people on the staff, the teammates, the athletic support system, like the advisors – like all those people that like when you're in high school and you're training, you're not really thinking about these people because we mm -hmm. don't even really know in high school how much these people will have to do with our lives since we get to college. But when I met all of these people, uh, the people who were leading the cultural centers on Oregon State campus, they just they all felt like my kind of people that I grew up with, that I um, shared similar values with. I felt like they were all going to work. You know, I felt like we were all on the same page. So that's ultimately what led me to go to school there. Um, but for right now, as it pertains to football, I'm glad you're happy at Duke. I'm glad you're happy. But I think you would have liked it. I think you would have liked it out here because uh, they got a good thing going right now, too. Uh, right now, mm -hmm. the stadium's under renovation. They're adding. Uh, I saw that. Like 10, 15, you saw that? Yeah. They're adding mm -hmm. like 10, 15,000 seating on what used to be the, the old traditional side. So it's going to. It's going to be a nice thing. And, and, and the head coach, Jonathan Smith, now, uh, he used to play at Oregon State. Uh, he he mm -hmm. actually played at the school right before I came. Um, so it's been cool for me seeing him now, like, as the head coach. And uh, it's, it's a cool spot. It is. It is. It's a very nice spot. But but to your point, Oregon Ducks, they're the ones, they get, they get the Nike money. So mm -hmm. that's where Phil Knight, the CEO of Nike, he went to school at Oregon. So he's mm -hmm. always... He's always hooking them up. They got all, they got everything. They got yeah, everything. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, I'll it, take it your is. word nice for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lead you astray. I wouldn't lead you astray. But <laughs> I've also, I didn't have a chance to go to Duke, um, but I've been on Duke's campus and you made the right decision. <laughs> Anybody right. else could have been offering you. And I will tell you, you made the right decision. That, that is, that is once in a lifetime type you know, opportunity to be able to go there. So I know everything's mm -hmm. going to pan out for you, not just because you're there, but because of everything you communicated throughout this conversation, man, just keep your head on your shoulders, stay grounded, stay rooted. Like that's really all it is, is, is being consistent in that. Cause there's a lot of people who start off like this. And then at some point they just lose their way. Either, yes, either, they, either they get too big for themselves or, um, you know, you let the wrong people start getting into your ear. And it's real easy to start veering off different different ways. But I can mm -hmm. tell you right now, man, if you you stay you stay locked in, like with the mentality you have right now, you're going to be straight. Yes, in, sir. I appreciate in, it. In, like for real in every aspect. So I'm rooting for you. Um, I, I'm going to be looking out for you, especially next year when you get out on the field. I'm going to be be cheering from afar. I want to see the best for you. So thank you again, Nate, for joining me today, man. Yes, sir. No problem.
Thanks for tuning in to season opener. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe.